surreal aspects of the story was getting responses from the Musk fans. Now I should say they're not all like threatening me. Some of them are nice. Um, but I got, there was a, a genus of response that I would get would be like, oh, this happened with my Tesla too. And it was kind of like cheerfully like, yeah, that happens to me too. He's like, you just got to pay attention on the road and then hopefully just swerve out of the way or like put the, hit the, hit the, hit the gas again. <laughs> sure. And they were just like, no big deal. There were, there were all, there were so many people that were like, yeah, this happens. So what, what are you going to do about it? Like, the, <laughs> this is just how life is. <laughs> if that happened to any, like in, in any other car, if you were driving like a Prius or if you're even driving just like, uh, what's a car? I don't know. I'm not a car guy. Like whatever a new car is. It's a, a Hyundai Fiesta. Elantra if they still make those. That's, that's the kind of car yeah. I drive. A hey, Hyundai Elantra. Go. Yeah. If Rob's that's Hyundai, my whip. Sensible Hyundai Elantra. Just <laughs> all of a sudden, like the e-brake just yeah, engaged. Exactly. Yeah. And you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I, I love Hyundai. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just so funny. Thank you, that thank you Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Because they also like try to fashion themselves as like really smart guys. Oh yeah, it's like the Rick and Morty effect. Like you have to have a really high IQ to have a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. It was like they're talking about a friend, and they just mentioned some. Oh, he's eccentric. Slams the brakes on sometimes. You know how it is. No big deal. <laughs> you get to, once you get to know him, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he grows on you. <laughs> Wasn't there some evidence? Um, at some point, too, that with some of these auto drive crashes that took place, that the system was disengaging like moments before the collision took place as well, which allowed them this legal wiggle room to suggest that it wasn't actually on during these incidents. Yeah, the way that they're it, was that a real thing? The way their lawyers and they're responding to these things in the courts is very different than than the public facing statements. If you look at public facing statements, it's this language like full self driving, blah blah blah. Which again, even their own industry lobbyists, like the most cynical people, they're just trying to get them off the hook on everything. They're like, guys, stop doing this. It's not a good idea. They're telling Tesla, yeah. Tesla that directly. Um, and then you look at how Tesla um, is is handling th- these things in the courts. And it's like, oh yeah, this was your fault. You're, you can't actually rely on this thing. This is just, this is the equivalent of like cruise control. This is on you. And then it's like just this massive disjunct between the the branding of the, of the product, which by the way, is like really expensive. I think that... Um, so the AI full self-driving, that's not something you just get. You have to pay like, think like $20,000 for it or something really steep. Um, but so yeah, it's sold that way. But then it's like in the courts, they're describing it in a very different fashion. Well, Ken, from one out of touch uh, psychotic billionaire to many, we wanted to also get your thoughts on the World Economic Forum. They're meeting right now in Davos. We've seen a lot of really great footage like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin high-fiving over their their joint commitment to preserve the filibuster. We saw a picture of cinema with Paul Ryan and Anthony Scaramucci. And uh, the, the world's global financial elite uh, is currently meeting uh, to discuss, you know, pressing economic issues. But at the same time, uh, you mentioned you saw a tweet from CBS News earlier today that dismissed any suggestion that there might be agenda setting uh, around the economy conducted at the World Economic Forum is, uh, and they, they, they dismiss it as a conspiracy theory. Yeah, can you and while sure, the sim- there is an anti-Semitic com- conspiracy theory that like that tries to frame this as like a Jewish global conspiracy. But I mean, you have to acknowledge these are the world's economic leaders meeting to talk about the economy in terms that are unfavorable to the global working class. So cut out the anti-Semitism. Like that's obviously bullshit. It's not a Jewish thing. It is just a class thing. The wealthiest and most powerful elites in the world do this to preserve their own wealth. 
So yeah. what, what's happening in Davos right now? Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. So it happens each year, takes place in the Swiss Alps in a um, resort, like a, like a ski resort. It's like very Bond villain where they just have like this like <laughs> island of like guys that are that are apparently doing nothing, just, you know, catching up like we're doing now. You know, you want to reach it's out. really passionate. Keep in touch with your Yeah. 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 Well, this is the thing is like, how dare you suggest there's anything nefarious going on when all the world's most powerful and what? wealthy people are all meeting in this in secret volcano lair to discuss, <laughs> you know, just hanging out and playing board games. I don't know. They're not doing anything nefarious. It's like literally Move on. all the heads stop, of stop talking about this. It's like economic ministers, heads of the Fortune 400, um, heads of state. Like, I, I can't think it's literally the people that run the world. Like, like, literally, like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's the du jour ruling class like it's not even just the it's so it's fortune 400 so it's like the economic investor elite but then it's like the formal heads of state and and heads of the um, economic branches of government too so but what they do with these things it's kind of interesting so it's like evil but in a boring way so i was like spent a long time uh reading about this over the last couple of days and uh what you come across it's got a lot of the boilerplate language of um you know we need to be competitive in the global economy so for example um a a few weeks ago, they said we need to disrupt retirement, and just this is one example of like dozens of these things. They said, <laughs> "Yeah, they said retirement. It, people are living longer. Old people need to get back to work. People don't want to retire anymore. Uh, and if and if they do, they need quote economic the economic resiliency that a job gives them. So we need to disrupt the <laughs> yeah, uh, work system so that older people can go back to work and and reskill, as they call it." Learn new skills, get back into the workforce. Oh my God, that's dark. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to disrupt retirement by having a, a subscription, a monthly subscription cat food delivery system to all our Jesus seniors. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh What's so wrong dark. with that? I like that. Cat, Catly. It's called Catly. It's good. <laughs> oh, I don't God. know why you guys are laughing about it. I love that idea. Yeah. And then it was kind of funny. eat something. They had. Come um, on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this sample of the Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.